Good morning and welcome to a regular Tuesday morning, uh, December the 14th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, and as usual, our regular Tuesday morning guest, Dr. J.B. Hickson. Um, we have some uh, some very interesting subject matter for you today, don't we, J.B.? We do. I'm so glad to be back with you guys after a couple of weeks uh, off there. We had our uh, our trip to Dallas and Houston and uh, just kind of getting back into the swing of things. Uh, thanks for holding my spot and not giving it away to a much more qualified uh, guest. Uh, <laughs> there aren't many more qualified. <laughs> you know, I feel a little bit like that starting quarterback who gets injured and the the backup comes in and next thing you know, he's out of a job, you know? Well, so, you, you, you are our Tom Brady. So uh, <laughs> you, your, your spot in the lineup is secure, sir. Well, I don't appreciate the insult, but uh, I, don't, I don't ever want to. Be <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it's great to be back. I want to remind uh, viewers before we get into our topic today that uh, or listeners, I guess I should say, I forget whether I'm on radio or TV, but anyway, uh, <laughs> It's been a long week, let me tell you. I'm lucky I can remember my name. But, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, tomorrow night we uh, resume our midweek study of how to read and understand the Bible, mm -hmm. and that's at uh, six o'clock Mountain Time. And uh, I do know that um, we've uh, we have had some reports of some low bandwidth on our live stream. Uh, that's just sort of a uh, goes with the territory of where our church is located, but we're trying to fix that. But always remember, even if you try to live stream and for some reason, either on your end or our end, there's some bandwidth issues. Uh, we always record everything and they're posted usually within a couple of hours after the session. So hopefully you can live stream with us tomorrow night, six o'clock mountain time. But if not, watch for the video to be uploaded by uh, later tomorrow night and uh, looking forward to diving back into that topic. Um, and then, uh, yeah, other than that, just, uh, thank the Lord for, uh, for the blessings of ministry, uh, there in Dallas and Houston, uh, in our conferences, uh, the message that we did in Dallas has been, uh, uploaded, uh, and, uh, yeah, just appreciate, uh, appreciate you guys letting me come on today. Oh man, we're glad to have you as usual, JB, and, uh, especially with, uh, uh the subject matter today which is, uh, I believe you wanted to entitle it, Inventors of Evil Things. Yeah, Inventors of Evil Things. Obviously, that's taken from uh, Romans 1, chapter 1, verse 30. That's a passage that you and I dialogued a little bit about over the last few days uh, in preparation for today's uh, program. Um, but of course, uh, I think most of our listeners uh, know that in Romans chapter 1, uh, the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Spirit, is laying down a pretty depressing description of mankind in his uh, depraved state um, and uh, reminds us in that passage that God has revealed himself through a general revelation uh, to all mankind, and nobody has an excuse because uh, everybody knows ultimately that there is a God. Uh, even the fools who say there is no God are, are doing so against their own conscience because yes. the, the glory and wonder of the Creator is readily available and seen all around us. And of course, we know that those who respond to general revelation uh, and cry out to God, He will make sure that they receive special revelation in the form of the gospel. Uh, that's the reason that it's so important for us to share the gospel worldwide, and uh, no one is without excuse. So, But it's in that passage 
in Romans chapter 1 that we see that phrase, inventors of evil things. And I'll pick it up in verse 28, and we'll kind of read that as a a base foundation for yes. what we're going to talk about today. And then I've got a few other passages I'd like to set the stage with. But Paul says in Romans 1, 28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, talking about unbelievers, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness. Uh, maliciousness there, the idea is malice and just full full on hatred, uh, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, trustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who do them. So uh, pretty, pretty uh, horrific laundry list of uh, really uh, fleshly evil behavior born out of sin, born out of a depraved mind. We need to remember we were created in the image of God uh, as the highest pinnacle of creation, uh, and as such, we had uh, volitional free choice, and we as mankind chose to rebel against our Creator by choosing to disobey Him and eating of that uh, forbidden fruit there in the garden. And that brought the curse of sin into the world. It caused the fall of man so that the image of God in man became corrupted, and all of those aspects of mankind that correspond to the image of God in man were debased and, and tainted in some way. Uh, and so uh, one of the things that he lists here in describing this predicament of mankind, and by the way, the book of Romans, of course, was written by the Apostle Paul around 56, 57 AD, if I remember right, uh, written on his third missionary journey. And, um, and, and so by this time, of course, the world was 4,000 years old, give or take, and the depravity had had a lot of time to percolate in the yeah. uh, in the stew pot that is the world, and so uh, everybody uh, by the time the first century came around, as Paul is describing the 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 natural state of man in his unredeemed state, uh, this is these are characteristics that 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 could fall upon any unbeliever to a greater or lesser degree. The depravity of man doesn't mean that every human being is as bad as he could be. It just means that there's nothing in mankind to commend him to a holy God, and mankind is capable in his depraved state of the, the worst form of evil. And so one of the things that he lists there is inventors of evil. Now, I've said for some time now, and I think we've talked about it at length on your show at different times, that uh, we see all around us today some of the most profound manifestations of evil that we have seen in the history of mankind. Uh, and that's biblical. We know that 2 Timothy 3.13 tells us that evil will get worse and worse. So it doesn't mean that uh, evil hasn't always been with us. And many of the evils that we see around us today of the worst kind, such as satanic ritual abuse, uh, that has been around, you know, and child sacrifice, things like that. It has been around since the ancient times, a couple thousand years before Christ. So it's right. not that they're new in and of themselves. It's just the the, the depths of them, the degree of depravity, 
the frequency, the pervasiveness, and also, as we read in verse 32 a moment ago in Romans 1, the fact that these things are becoming more uh, normalized and approved. Uh, so, so that's what we mean when we talk about inventors of evil things. It's one characteristic among many of the, the state of things in our world today. In, in, in 2 Timothy, Paul's last letter, that same chapter I mentioned a second ago, where he tells us that evil will get worse and worse, he starts out that chapter by reminding us that, know this, in the last days, perilous times will come. Uh, yeah. Perilous there in Greek is is a, the, is a fierce, uh, and it's the same word, by the way, that describes the Gadarene demoniac in Matthew chapter 8, when yeah. if you can picture that encounter, he was breaking chains and just uh, wreaking havoc and a danger to anyone who came near. He was fierce. Well, that's the way Paul describes the times that will come as this these great last days move forward. And I believe we're in those times. Yes, amen. So, you know, this, uh, so we kind of see a bookend here of in Romans 1, Paul essentially describing the depraved state of unredeemed mankind. Uh, and then at 2 Timothy, at the end of Paul's ministry, uh, he's describing prophetically, if you will, how as things get worse and worse, we're headed for some pretty, pretty rough times. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. In, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, Paul's first letter to Timothy, he, he talks about how even in the church, this uh, degenerating uh, state of affairs will have an impact. He says in chapter 4, verse 1, the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. And what he means there when he says the Spirit expressly, it's, it's uh, the Spirit specifically told him that in the latter days, some will depart from the faith. So, uh, so wow, pretty, pretty encouraging time to live in, huh, huh Curtis? Yeah, yeah, it, well, it's not, you know, Paul's review of our, of our uh, frail mortal state, uh, it really was not very positive, was yeah. it? Luke says, and I forget the chapter, he says, when these things begun to come to pass, look up. Yeah, your redemption, redemption draweth nigh. Yeah, and, and so. The, that's the positive side of it. Very good point there, uh, Pastor Dick. In fact, uh, the passage you quoted there from Luke is he's, he's speaking in reference to the tribulation period and yeah. the tribulation. What, what we see now, if you can imagine this, is really just a warm-up act for the tribulation period. And yeah. as bad as things are now, just imagine how bad they will be when, first of all, the restraining influence of the Holy Spirit through the church, the body of Christ, is removed. And secondly, when the Antichrist the evil satanic tyrant is indwelt by none other than Satan himself and will be in charge of the world. Uh, and so it's going to be a horrific time. And Jesus in that passage is speaking to Israel and he's saying, when you see these things uh, you know, beginning to come to pass, you know that my return to establish the kingdom is even is very near. And so how do we relate that to us today as part of the church? Well, 
we will be rescued at the rapture prior to the start of that seven-year tribulation period. But if the things that Jesus talks about and Paul and several other passages in Scripture speak of are already beginning to unfold, then yes. obviously we can say that the, church, that the stage is being set for these end times events, which means the rapture has to be even closer. So uh, it's, it is exciting, and that is the positive side of things. I like the way you said that. Um, even though it's not pleasant to go through such persecution and such uh, you know, watching things like our great country just come apart at the seams, uh, it nevertheless, for believers who know the Word of God, does remind us that, uh, you know, these things are a fulfillment of, of Scripture, and, the, you know, Christ's return is getting closer and closer, so Amen. yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. It is exciting, and uh, uh, I mean, it's not exciting to see the, uh, the debased and, and depraved things that are happening on our planet right now, and, and like you said, JB, especially in our, our own country right now, um, but I, I suppose that you could probably, if you scan the headlines, uh, come up with some quite obvious uh, evil things that have been invented just just in you know the last decade. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, uh, before I get to that, one more verse that that came to my mind as I was driving back from a uh, a prayer breakfast at my church this morning. Uh, I was in the book of Isaiah Sunday for our main worship service. We looked at uh, Isaiah 55, and yeah. uh, that video is posted for those who want to watch it. And of course, all of our videos are also uh, available in the form of podcasts. So if you're one of those who likes to listen rather than watch, maybe you're driving in the car or you know multitasking, uh, you can listen to that message from Sunday. It's called Joy to the World uh, from Isaiah 55. But the book of Isaiah, you know, the, the prophet Isaiah started his ministry in 740 BC, uh, so 700 some odd years before Christ, and his ministry spanned 60 years. And it was during his ministry that we witnessed the fall of Samaria, the capital of the northern kingdom, to the Assyrians. And he ministered during one of the lowest points in the life of Israel. I mean, there was no hope on the horizon. They were, they were bursting apart at the seams. There was immorality everywhere. Most of their leaders were corrupt. Um, it was just not a good situation. And the book of Isaiah is unique because the first, it's got 66 chapters in our English Bible, and the first 39 of them speak of uh, judgment and, uh, you know, uh, rebuke for the, the, the evil that was characterizing the people of his day. But then in chapter 40, he, he begins with those wonderful words, uh, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, or comfort, comfort ye, my people, uh, uses the word comfort twice. And, and then he, he speaks in the final 27 chapters, beginning in chapter 40, about the coming kingdom and how God has, in spite of this, not forsaken his covenant, and he's not uh, forgotten his promises, and he will usher in a global kingdom of peace and righteousness and justice. And I read for our people Sunday a portion of chapter 65 that was so encouraging because it reminds us when all things will be made right and new. But with that little bit of background, I, I'm reminded of chapter 5 in Isaiah, and verse 20, and this is again in the midst of that section where he's calling out the people of Israel for their evil. And he says in Isaiah 5, 20, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who yeah. put darkness for light and light yeah. for darkness, 
who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. And boy, if you know, there could never be a better description, a more apt, I should say, a more appropriate description uh, for the people in our day. And yeah. so uh, I've talked a lot about the Luciferian conspiracy and the fact that Satan is hard at work with uh, demons and, and human co-conspirators to try to usher in the one world system and uh, usher in a satanic tyrannical rule. Uh, we know from scripture that the Antichrist will take the helm of that one world government uh, after the rapture at the start of the tribulation. Um, what we don't know is whether or not that one world system might already be in place when the rapture happens. It certainly could be. And if the Lord tarries is coming much longer, it would be reasonable to say that it probably will be. Uh, we are rapidly losing national sovereignty. Um, I have an article I just wrote Saturday. It's on our uh, website. It's cycling through on the highlight carousel there on our homepage. It's called The Greatest Reset. And um, I talk in there about uh, this uh, coming one world system, but I talk about how that will be supplanted by and destroyed by the greatest reset ever. And that is when Christ comes back to make all that, things. That's right. So uh, I just encourage readers to read or uh, listeners to read that. It's a real short. Um, but, you know, as I've been kind of like so many people watching uh, in shock, really disbelief as yep. things around us fall apart over the last two years, particularly since the rollout of this planned uh, pandemic, it really was planned. You and I have talked about that. It was planned 22 years ago, and it was right on schedule, rolled out uh, to as a means to an end. Um, yes. But nevertheless, we, we see all kinds of things. And I had a few anecdotes literally just in the last three days that reminded me how different our world is today. And so these are anecdotal, but they're manifestations of what we've already laid the foundation for when talking about this uh, inventors of evil things. Um, so uh, one of them, and these are not in any particular order, but I was, uh, as many of your our listeners may know, we are we have moved our uh, home office for Not By Works Ministries from Illinois, where it had been since 2013, to uh, Colorado. And in that process, we've been kind of uh, doing a lot of uh, shifting things around and transporting things to different places. And I, I found a uh, an item that I wanted to buy, actually, it was a workbench uh, that I found on uh, Facebook Marketplace and was made arrangements to go get it. And um, when I went there, it was a it was in a big warehouse. And you can tell this was a fairly good size operation, you know, not a massive corporation, but, you know, a business. And I got to talking to the lady as I saw that the, she was essentially liquidating everything from her business. She had 20 or 30 big benches and tons of shelving. And I said, uh, hey, tell me what, what's going on. Are you guys relocating? What are you doing? And she said, well, no, I've had this business. It's, it's uh, beauty products uh, like organic uh, face creams and things like that for 20 years, she said, raised my children on this business, had multiple employees. And I could tell from just looking around the uh, the warehouse that it was a pretty big operation. And she said, you know, we, we barely managed to survive 2020, but then in 2021, the supply chain absolutely devastated us and we weren't yeah. able to keep up with our demand. We weren't able to fulfill orders. I had to let all of my employees go. 
And so we're liquidating and we're moving the business to home. This is after 20 years. Yeah. Um, this wasn't just some fly-by-night, you know, whimsical idea that someone tried a, an entrepreneurial business for six months and gave up. I mean, this was her livelihood. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and, and it's because by design, they're trying to destroy uh, the, the economy. And that's just one example. And of course, I guarantee you, we could talk all day uh, about other examples of businesses that are being destroyed. Of course, oh, yeah. the big corporate globalist you know, companies are thriving more than ever before uh, because they never got shut down for one thing. They were considered essential um, and, uh, and for a variety of other reasons. So you know, that was pretty uh, discouraging. And I could just see the look of despair in this woman's eyes. And yet, and I don't know if she was a believer, but I also saw a note of determination that, you know, we're not going to let this destroy us. She said, I thought about shutting down entirely, but I thought, you know what, we're going to plow through. We're just going to downsize. And uh, she said, it broke my heart to have to let my employees go, but I really had no choice. Uh, and then a friend of mine uh, sent me actually from Illinois. I don't know what city in Illinois, but he sent me a screenshot uh, and uh, he, he, he was in Sam's. And he went in to buy the same Sam's that he goes, has been to for years. And he was wanting to buy a bunch of meat, uh, 20 pounds of some type of uh, meat. And uh, he was stunned uh, when he saw that this particular, and he sent me a picture, by the way, uh, of it, that this particular meat, I've never seen anything like it. Let me make sure I've got exactly what kind it was. It was USDA Prime Angus Whole Beef Ribeye. And it was a bulk pack, but it was 1978 a pound. And the sticker, wow. the sticker, Curtis said $395.60. Oh my goodness. Now, I don't know about you, but when we shop for me, you know, if it's, if the sticker price is over $15, <laughs> it's either too much meat or too much per pound. One or the other. <laughs> Amen, brother. But uh, yeah. he said... <laughs> And I couldn't believe it. And he said uh, that the, he, when he shopped a year ago, the same cut of meat and the same total weight had a price, a total price of $60, $60. Wow. We're talking about a wow. six or seven fold increase, increase yeah. in prices. And so, you know, gas prices, you know, you see them going up, oh, uh, yeah. you know, everywhere around us, we see the effects of this, um, you know, economic tyranny. And make no mistake, that was a part of the plan. It wasn't the sum total of the plan. The Luciferians are very good at multitasking and having multiple oh, um, yeah. Yeah. agendas within one event. This um, is definitely a, a satanic and orchestrated evil event. Yeah. It's been planned for a while. Oh, no doubt. And, uh, and we see people suffering for it. And then here's another anecdote. Just yesterday, um, we have a storage unit, an offsite storage unit that we've had for uh, some time, just because where we uh, uh, live, we don't have enough room for everything. And I went by there to uh, with my, one of my sons, who's home from uh, college for the holidays, to pick up some things from the storage unit. And this is a national brand, um, uh, not one of the huge ones, but it's they've got some 60 storage units across five or six states. Um, and I don't mind telling you the name. It's called uh, Security Self Storage. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. based out of Wichita, Kansas. 
Uh, but anyway, I don't mind telling you the name because I would never recommend that anybody after what happened to us yesterday, go to that business. But, uh, we pulled in with our trailer and, uh, all three of the big, massive, you know, garage doors where you normally back your truck or your trailer in were closed and blocked off with cones. And I thought, well, that's strange. Cause this is a 24 seven operation. We've got a code we can get in any time. So yeah. I go into the, the office. I say, what's the deal? And the lady that was on duty uh, was quite bizarre. I, I've never seen her in there before. Uh, honestly, I, I can't say this is the case. I'm just making an observation. It seemed like to me that she was high on something. Uh, and I have some experience, you know, uh, recognizing that uh, just the, the eyes and the mannerisms and the things she couldn't really communicate well, but she tried to say that, that, yeah, all of them are broken. We can't open them. They're, they're, they're not functional right now. And I, I said, well, that doesn't make sense. I mean, what are the odds that all three doors would break at once? And I said, even if they are, you can always pull. And I kind of pointed through the, there was a glass window that looked out into the big garage bay where you pulled in your trucks. And I said, all you got to do is pull that green, I mean, that red cord, like a regular garage door, and it, it overrides the, the lift system and you can manually raise the door by pulling that chain. And she said, no, no, they're broken. It won't work. It won't work. And she's so, so then I said, well, I, I mean, I've got stuff I need to load. How am I supposed to get it? She said, well, sorry, it's broken. So then I said, well, then I would like to speak to the owner because I feel like I've been defrauded. You, uh, you know, you, I signed up for this uh, storage unit costing me over a hundred dollars a month uh, under the pretense that a, I would have 24 seven access and B, I would be able to pull trailers into these bays. Um, and uh, well, owners out of Wichita, Kansas, you know, you can't, can't talk to him. And then she just kind of wanted to get rid of me. So she said, you know, if you want to go try to open them yourself, you can. So she, so, so I went through the lobby into the garage bay only to find out that all of them had padlocks on them so that you couldn't raise them, even if you wanted to by hand. And she knew that. So then when I came back out, she had locked the main entrance and, and I couldn't even get back into the lobby. Wow. So it was really bizarre. Uh, so we're, of course, I came home and immediately uh, filled out a form that was in my file for when you're giving notice to vacate, gave my notice to vacate, emailed it to the manager, and we'll get our stuff out here soon one way or the other. But I have to believe, I don't know how to really explain the strangeness of that experience, except that it seems like something was going on, some type of uh, bankruptcy or some type of thing beyond their control because the the lady on duty couldn't give a satisfactory answer she was clearly hiding something and uh it just uh, just makes no sense to me so there are unusual things happening all around us I oh, mean, yeah uh, service is at an all-time low people, oh, if you can even, doubt. if you can even find people you know working most businesses are understaffed um you know, can't fulfill their duties and, and they don't even apologize for it, you know? And uh, I just feel like it's a sad day when in America, you know, the great uh, democratic Republic with the capitalist ideas where if you work hard and, and are faithful and have good attitude and you look out for each other, you know, you can accomplish anything you want, hopes and dreams. Well, now it's, it's, it's just depressing to go out and see. It is because there's a great indifference to that now and, and an apathy that's present that uh, and very prevalent these days. 
of course, that's prophetic also. Yeah, it really is. Uh, no one really cares. Like we said uh, uh, back in Isaiah's day, they were calling evil good and good evil. Uh, yeah. And we've we've attacked the image of God in man on so many fronts of the, the, the marriage issue, the gender issue, um, you know, you name it. Um, so and I realize there's always uh, a risk when you tie together uh, s- several you know, selected anti- antidotes, a- anecdotes rather from you know, your experiences and try to draw conclusions from that. But I hope that our listeners know that, you know, this is something that, that I've studied for 15 years in depth, written books about it, produced a DVD series about it. And, and so I think I have some credibility when I recognize that these things are most likely not coincidences. You know, uh, people uh, call me a conspiracy theorist, and I proudly wear the label because I do believe in conspiracies. The Bible teaches conspiracies. We know the greatest conspiracy of all is the conspiracy between Satan, demons, and human agents to try to take over the world. But I tell you what, I'd rather be a conspiracy theorist than a coincidence theorist. And that's what everybody else has to be. To believe these things are coincidences is just uh, beyond uh, uh, credulity. And uh, and so I call them conspiracies you know, coincidence theorists, but, uh, but now, you know, having kind of just shared my heart about those personal anecdotes, there are a couple of news headlines, uh, one of which you and I've already talked about that I'd like to kind of close out by addressing. Uh, the first one, uh, uh, is from a, uh, newspaper called back to Jerusalem. And the headline of the article caught my attention and I guarantee it would catch all of yours too. It says, quote, one world religion headquarters set to open next year. Yep. Oh. One world religion headquarters set to open next year. That's right. Shows a picture. Uh, and let me read just the first couple of uh, paragraphs here. One world religion headquarters is set to open in 2022. The headquarters will be called the Abrahamic Family House. That's and be right. built on an island in the Middle Eastern city of Abu Dhabi. The headquarters is being done in collaboration with Pope Francis and Sunni Muslim leader Sheikh Amin al-Tayeb, after they both signed a global peace covenant called, quote, the Document of Human Fraternity for World Peace. Wow. Document yeah. of Human Fraternity for World Peace. So, you know, uh, again, I'm not in any way suggesting that that to covenant that the Pope signed with this Muslim leader is the covenant that Daniel 9.27 talks about. We know the nature of that covenant and the context yeah. of it. Yeah. But still, yeah. this is a set a clear setting of the stage oh. when they yeah. already have a facility dedicated to the promotion of a one world religion. Yeah. yeah. How could you see it as anything but that? Yeah. And they're hollering peace, peace when there is no peace. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah so I believe um, as I uh, as I outline the future end times events and I, I talk about this in my book, What Lies Ahead. Uh, a a biblical overview of the end times that after the rapture a chaos is going to ensue obviously and in the in the fog of that chaos i believe according to daniel a a northern alliance of nations uh, is going to be uh forming uh out of russia uh, that is going to try to attack israel gog and magog uh gog the leader magog the land and and, and I believe that happens after the rapture. And then I believe a Western alliance, Amen. and by the way, that's from Ezekiel. I said Daniel, but uh, uh, Ezekiel talks about the right. Northern group. 
Uh, and then uh, and then Daniel talks about a Western alliance forming that's, that's coming in to sort of defend Israel. Yes. Uh, and of course, we know from Ezekiel 38 and 39 that God is the one who supernaturally defends Israel against Gog and Magog. Um, yes. But nevertheless, the Western alliance takes uh, credit. And I believe this is speculation. I can't prove it, but it, it seems to fit the biblical narrative that the leader of that Western army is the antichrist is the future antichrist and when he right. takes credit for for preventing this global war centered uh -huh. in israel it propels him i believe to to global fame and then he signs the peace treaty and then of course as pastor dick said they're all crying peace 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 but it won't be long before this uh, satanic antichrist will break his covenant uh, declare himself to be god and uh, sacrifice uh, in the temple at the midpoint of the tribulation, a three and a half year period. And uh, then, uh, then it just gets worse and worse from there. So no question that this is a setting of the stage uh, right. and certainly should show us that time is short. Absolutely. So then the, the last uh, thing I want to talk about is an article from four days ago. Uh, this is from uh, CBN News. Uh, and here's the headline. UN oh, yeah. sculpture looks a lot like the end times beast referred to in Daniel 7 and Revelation 13. Oh, yeah. And there's a picture yeah. of the uh, beast. And if, I know this is a podcast, but if you if you can take the time to go to CBN News, just Google. Actually, don't use Google. Use uh, you know, Start Page or DuckDuckGo or some, some other independent search engine. But look for UN sculpture end times beast and you'll it'll come right up yep. and when i first saw that it took me back 30 years ago and i had not thought about this for 30 years but in my early days of ministry i had a young man in one of my churches that was an artist you know a, a fairly gifted artist for his age and uh, he didn't know the bible and and he was a new believer but but he was fascinated by the description of the beast in daniel 7 and he yeah. drew a picture of it based on the description and if our listeners don't know, of course, in Daniel 7, Daniel has a, a dream, a vision, rather, and it's, it's this weird beast that correlates with the world empires, starting with, you know, uh, 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 Syria and uh, Babylon and, and so forth and so on. And so, uh, you know, uh, and then Revelation 13 also has a similar description. Yep. And this picture, I remember it very vividly because he gave it to me, he drew a picture of it and he gave it to me. I don't have it, or if I do, it's in a box of keepsakes somewhere, but it is exactly like this statue that they show a picture of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The picture is a UN photographer that took the picture. Uh, right. So, I mean, I, what do you make of that, Curtis? Why would the UN, you know, dedicate a statue uh, in New York City that quite clearly this again this is not a coincidence unless you're a coincidence theorist uh re represents the beast which is the antichrist in the book of revelation well here's what i make of it uh, uh, the bible's absolutely true and 100 percent accurate prophetically and in every other way number one uh number two uh the people that are at the head of this cabal uh, this this Luciferian push uh, to fulfill Bible prophecy 
they actually know the prophecy themselves and they believe it. Yeah. And uh, number three, I think that the uh, the level of evil that uh, exists in these folks uh, is so great. I believe that they're actually proud of it. And I think they're openly trying to tell us it's going to happen one way or the other. You know it and we know it. And very, here it is. Yeah, very well said. Uh, if yeah, I, could, I did a good job of raising this guy, didn't I? Yeah, I, fi I figured you were handing him crib notes the whole time. <laughs> but, uh, but no, very well said, Curtis. And, and if I can elaborate, uh, not only do they know Bible prophecy, but in most cases, they know it better than us. Now, not better than those of us who study it for a living, but remember, most Christians ignore Bible prophecy entirely. They have no entirely, use. Entirely, yes. In fact, they mock those who study it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so, uh, so they know it. But what you need to understand, what we all need to remember, is that the when we read the Bible, uh, we read it with an understanding that it's the inspired, infallible Word of God that is quick yes. and powerful that it has a divine author, even though there are 40 different human authors, and we believe it to be true. So when we're reading prophecies, we expect them to be true, just like all of the other prophecies have come true, literally, right? right. I mean, Jesus was literally born in Bethlehem, as Micah prophesied 500 years earlier. Uh, Jesus Micah was five, literally... Yeah. Micah 5, verse 2. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Isaiah uh, tells us that Jesus was going to be born of a virgin 700 years before Christ, and indeed he was. So... Yeah. We expect these prophecies to come through literally. When a when a Luciferian and part of Satan's conspiracy, a member of his conspiracy, reads scripture, they read it for information only. They don't agree with the outcome. Right. They understand that there's going to be a human antichrist that's going to rule the world. They just don't think he's going to be cast into the lake of fire someday. Yeah, they don't believe in the ending, do they? Right, that's right. So, so, uh, so I appreciated you saying that that they they understand it, and uh, and then uh, you know it's just it's just amazing uh, that when we when that the Bible is true, and uh, you know you know the the last thing you commented was about how it's sort of an in your face thing. They're they're proud of it. Yeah, yeah well, I think they, they are. There is a Luciferian credo, and I had a, a listener or viewer or somebody email me some a couple of weeks ago asking me for the where I could find that this in the Bible. Well, this isn't from the Bible. This is from their own writings, and the Luciferians for millennia have had a policy or a practice where they like to reveal ahead of time secretly in, yes. in a veiled form what they're going to do, yep. and I don't know why. I'm just telling you that's what they do. And so it, this could be that. This could be their way of saying it's coming. You know. Yep, it's on the way. Yeah. If you're yeah. studying it, you guys, uh, here it is. Yeah. And, and if you don't know what this represents, that's okay too. Uh, we know what we've got planned. Yeah. 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 Well, so I, uh, with that, I want to kind of close out and leave us with some encouragement. <laughs> and, yes, uh, please. <laughs> we need some encouragement. <laughs> After all that, but it is, uh, as Pastor Dick so uh, appropriately said at the outset of today's program, it is encouraging to see these things unfolding, even though it's tough to go through them, because it yes. just reminds us that God is faithful and he is coming. And, Absolutely. Uh, so I'd like to close out by reading the great passage from Revelation 19 that yes. uh, describes 
his return yeah. and the church the bride of christ will be returning with him uh i was at men's breakfast this morning and i don't remember what we were talking about but somebody mentioned man i'm i when jesus comes back the second time he said i'd much rather be behind him than in front of him <laughs> that is so true because listen to the way he's going to judge when he comes back revelation 19 beginning in verse 11 now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Yeah. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. That's us. Yeah. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God, and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. 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 Well, thank you guys. It was a it was a great uh, pleasure today, and uh, I'm encouraged just because reading the Word of God always encourages me. Amen to that. Amen to that. We are also, brother, and and like you said, JB, it it is difficult to see a lot of these things come to pass, uh, but uh, being students of the Word, as you are, and 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 we are, and and many of our listeners probably are. Uh, we we do need to look at this as a fulfillment of biblical prophecy and an encouragement to start looking up. Amen. Our redemption is drawing nigh. Could be today, right? It could be today. It could be today. Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm very, very ready. I'm, I'm rapture ready for sure. <laughs> yeah. And uh, listeners, uh, we hope that you're rapture ready too. And if you're not, we'd like to take this moment to invite you to be ready. And to do that, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Um, believe in his birth, his virgin birth, his, his, li his life of ministry, uh, his crucifixion, his, his burial, and his resurrection. You believe those things, and you'll be born again. You'll be saved. We invite you to do that today. Don't wait until we see more of this evil come to pass. Amen. Only Jesus can save you. He purchased eternal life with his own blood. He paid your penalty in your place. And if you'll trust in him alone, you can have forgiveness of sins and eternal life. Amen. What an encouragement. What an encouragement. JB, thank you again for, uh, for your time spent with us today. I know you're a busy guy today. And, and uh, we, we want to thank you very much for, for being with us and sharing this little bit of time with us. And uh, listeners, we hope that you enjoyed it as well. Uh, be sure to tune in uh, and, and listen to JB's live stream on Wednesday nights, uh, notbyworks.org, right straight out of Plum Creek Chapel in Sedalia, Colorado, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Got it right this time. Yeah. 6 p.m. Mountain Time on Wednesdays. Don't miss it. And be sure to tune in with us when we join you again this coming Saturday morning uh, with Pastor Dick for another uh, enlightening and uh, wonderful hour. So we look forward to, to doing this with you again 
uh, next week on Tuesday morning, JB, Lord willing. And uh, I know that you have a lot of travel and things coming up for the holidays. Uh, so I, I'm sure we'll be in contact about any changes that need to be made. But we, we certainly do appreciate you being with us again today. My pleasure. God bless you guys. All right. Uh, this is the Christian Underground News Network signing off until Saturday morning. We'll see you then. Until, until then, may God bless and keep you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.